Uh, hey, Tuck here, telling you to donate to speltlore.com slash money, please, or patreon.com slash speltmore for more of this. I'm doing an act out, but you can't see it. <laughs> Below the table. <laughs> Show me your hands right now. No, I'm still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your hands right now. No. Why? Because I'm masturbating. <laughs> Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. I have no food in my mouth. <laughs> Playing Ving the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Hi, everyone. I no longer have food in my mouth. <laughs> and playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hello. <laughs> wow. That almost sounded like you had no food in your mouth. <laughs> when last we left our heroes, they were reeling from Ving's encounter, brief though it may have been, with the Gibbous Man. Reeling? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, is that reeling or gone mad? <laughs> both sounded yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, Ving, after Billy found his morning fairy child stretches a little hampered by some sort of presence in the air, Ving shared with the party that he had encountered the Gibbous Man. And through some Chamberlain Ring memory watching, the party lost their minds. <laughs> they were convinced that Ving had a coin in his head and tried to shake it out of him <laughs> like a pinata, absolutely at each other's throats, throwing around, I don't trust you, well, I don't trust you, until Morrison Perel arrived and explained that perhaps that was the Gibbous Man's trick all along, was saying just a couple words and causing you all to freak out. We then headed out back on the trail to uh, the center of the wood, which we decided and realized is the elven capital city of Heartwood, changing the party's goals a little bit from finding a magic tree to infiltrating the most populated city in the Great Forest. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... We totally fucked ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but it's going to be more exciting for sure. The party carried on through the trees on the back of their tree gliders, meeting... Among many other things, Leo, an old elf burnout, hanging out in the trees, recording music of the Chunewood. Uh, he's a major recording artist. <laughs> yeah, his full name was Leonardo DiCaprio. Can you say it twice? Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, well, it's canon. Leonardo. I roll it down. Kind of. Le Leo throw 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 throw. <laughs> yeah. The last bit of his name was <laughs> uh, and Leo absolutely bamboozled the shit out of the three of you. You know what? I think we got a deal. This is yeah. magic music. 
<laughs> I'm really defending Leo. He's a cool guy. I made him up. He's neat. And I think that he's the coolest guy. I, like I guess he's kind of been one of the only ones who's nice to us. That's true. Yeah, yeah. why are we shitting on this guy just because he's an old hippie? Yeah, you're oh, right. he's probably racist. You're right. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Uh, we carried on down a secret treetop road that Leo and other elven forest walkers use. We made our way to the next fairy ring taking a brief moment to abuse the page's functions once again <laughs> to get it to summon as many clothes as you possibly could. <laughs> uh, so the party disguised themselves. Ving as the humanoid equivalent of a centaur merchant. Tuck as the fanciest boy in town. <laughs> And Billy as a pile of yarn. <laughs> and uh, mounting up and heading off into the trees to make their final approach to Hartwood. The camera seeing at the edge of the fairy ring they camped in the night before. A couple small withered mushrooms. And that is where we find our heroes now. Coursing through the trees top their tree gliders. Discussing, I imagine, their plan for their approach to the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black Spire 2. Yes, sir. What do you know of the tree gliders stables at Hartwood? Very little, sir. I mostly served in the Boreal Reach, and I am only six years old, so I've spent most of my time in that part of the forest, <laughs> sir. Fuck, dude. Tree glider lifespan, I'm considered early middle age, sir. Aww. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, your tree gliders won't be much help in this part of the wood, because remember, though they have been a ripping ass, uh, the forest is a very large place. Can I spell lore about the police force or like the military presence in Hartwood? Totally. At least as you remember it. Seven. Seven. So interesting, but not useful. What's something interesting about the uh, militia, the guard at Hartwood that Ving would remember from being a young boy? Um, maybe they don't have stables. Like they're always stationed in the trees. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, they're always kind of on the move. And also, I guess, if tree gliders used to live in the heart tree, <laughs> then maybe theirs still do. I like that. Uh-huh. What do you mean lived in the heart tree? Well, remember we talked about how, like, tree gliders were, the original population of them was found, like, around the heart tree, like, in this area. Oh, the knowledge tree. Yeah, the knowledge trees. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So then maybe these ones still kind of roost in there that is where their stables technically are oh it's like close to the heart of the yeah like of the city of the city yeah well and i like that since the twisting of the woods that they've like moved them out like they're like oh they're like, they're, they think that they're protecting it but they're doing it harm maybe yeah. or they're maybe changing yeah. the way that the forest operates yeah that's very interesting yeah because if we if they were kind of like around the heartwood still then us as like merchants we could get in there mm-hmm yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to try and discuss on your way? So yeah, Tuck goes. Are we? So we're, I assume we're not using our real names when we get there. That's a good point. Should be Terry, Larry, and Chad. Yes, that's a great <laughs> idea. Dibs on Chad. I'll be Terry because of the what? Fuck no! Just Larry's the l- lamest one. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Terry, Larry, and Chad. Yeah, okay. I'm Larry. Okay. You're... Terry. And you're... Chad. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Are well, the three you of you going to remember this? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Perfect. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> you look like Larry because of your weird outfit. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> this is how Larry dresses. <laughs> like dress- one of the dumb, dumb and dumbers. <laughs> he dresses like a fop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, That. so that's the 
we've got our disguises. Yeah. Any plan or are we just going to go full balls? I feel like we we want to kind of like claim that we're merchants to get past the guards, right? Mm-hmm. We should wander through town and see if like, I don't know, like Nathaniel must know where we're going by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of his rangers have come to like try to meet us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we can kind of like let ourselves be seen mm-hmm. and then, I don't know, maybe go to a hotel or a cafe or something. Is there a market? Oh, yeah, there's lots of markets. Then we should go to the market. And try and sell the tree gliders there. Pretend. Yeah, pretend, pretend, Uh obviously. Okay. We could even maybe get the tree gliders, if they're into it, to, like, you know, we could sell them to the the attachment here, and then they can work from the inside. Oh. As sleeper cells. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that. Hey, Black Spire 2, what do you think about that? I think that that is a dangerous proposition, sure, but one I am willing to undertake in pursuit of the mission. What better way to free your brethren than to infiltrate and get inside? Agreed. We trust you and your capabilities. You're basically a detective now. Detective, eh? <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> yeah. You see his like his stance changes a little bit. His little fur puffs up. Yeah, it puffs up, and he just stance changes up from a rigid to kind of like aloof. <laughs> it looks like he's holding a cigarette. Yeah, he's got a little uh, twig in his. <laughs> in his paws now or i guess a big stick because his paws pretty big and he just starts chewing on it (laughs) all right then we're on the approach to heartwood sweet yeah disguise is ready plan set and hopefully fingers crossed Nathaniel's forces can contact us when we're there Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think we we did this in mccall too we're like we're in disguise but we're gonna make a big deal so everyone looks at us and sees our disguises and that'll be our disguise I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Neither can I. Oh, we could also go to a, a pub. We will mm-hmm. eventually go to a pub because, and then Tuck pulls out the marble jar and it's totally full. <laughs> have husky breakfast now? We'll do it after. We'll finish the mission and then we'll go husky. Fine. <laughs> we'll finish. The, we'll just kill the god and then we'll go to the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, if it's still there by then. <laughs> <laughs> if the gibbous man hadn't destroyed it, yeah. I bet you was trying to destroy all of the huskies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we need to stop him. <laughs> because he's the knight, the thing that he hates the most is all, all day, day breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. So you're ripping through the trees. Black Spire 2 is, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can hear him going, we approach the metropolis, and I can st- feel the stink of corruption in the air already. <laughs> the air is, I mean, the light is coming in through the branches and creating like Venetian blinds. Yeah, Venetian strips blinds across his face. And I knew there was one thing that I was going to find in this place, and that's trouble. <laughs> and as you're running through the trees, uh, very suddenly appearing on either side of you are two more like war gliders with guards on the back. They spin their fingers around in a wrap it up motion Mm -hmm. and they point to the ground and they say, ground it. We do that. We do it in like really like fast, like in a neat way. Oh, yeah. And uh, their two gliders like kind of arc down through the treetops in front of you, crisscrossing and then landing on either side. What took you so long? We'll ask the questions here. Yes, we'll ask the questions here. (laughs) What's your business here? State your business in Hartwood. We're uh we're merchants, uh tree glider breeders. Uh we heard that the uh, the battalion here was uh was short. So uh we came to deal. But we are very expensive. So don't think you're getting a deal because we have top notch sugar gliders here for you. My name's Chad, of course. 
I'm I'm Larry, uh, the cool one of the group. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You're really pissed. <laughs> I'm Terry. I <laughs> I am the lead trainer. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, fuck yeah. My <laughs> methods are wide and renowned. I mean, renowned widely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any documentation to prove your claims? Hartwood is not in the business of allowing outsiders into the city. I haven't rolled my fairy child yet for the new day. No, you have not. So I'm going to do that right now. All right. Oh, hell yeah. 14 is what I got. Holy shit. So that means I have five fairy holds for wow. today. God damn. So I'm going to use one to charm this individual. I hand the British guy an old receipt from Husky Diner. <laughs> uh-huh. That you kept for sentimental reasons. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to hand it over because I don't know if I'm going to get it back. It's uh-huh. all greasy because you had a potato wedge yeah. folded up in it. You will find all my uh, credentials on this paper here. And he takes it and the charm overlooks the fact that you did just hand... Like, he doesn't even look at the receipt, really. He just goes, oh, quite, quite, quite. Understood, please. Welcome to Hartwood. Go on by. Thank you. <laughs> As you're like walking past, the other guard rides over, goes, what was that about, man? You got like a, got like a scheme going with those three? Just like, yeah, dude, they just seem trustworthy. (laughs) Enjoy your time in the city. I will. You forgot his voice totally changed. (laughs) His voice is gone. Yeah. And you uh, ride through the trees, emerging into Heartwood. And uh, we see the city of Heartwood. So let's talk about what this city looks like. The Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh like, like Emerald City kind of? Tiered almost? Yeah. Like starts low and then builds up to like the base of the, the heartwood tree. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. How big is the heart tree? I'm thinking it, pretty big because it's like the tree at the center of the whole forest. Yeah, it's like a millennia old. Mm-hmm. So it's the size of a skyscraper kind of thing? I think it's pretty thick, but actually not as tall. It's I think It's stunted. Actually, it's stunted because it's these old trees can... I don't know. I guess I'm thinking of like that tree Methuselah a bit. Yeah. Mm. I like the idea that it was the tree that was here first. So it didn't have to outcompete with everybody. So it got to be. Got to be very wide. Wide and fat and just take it all in. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to grow up. And then by the time the other trees were growing, it was, you know, it's a magical tree or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm imagining like a lot of the, because it is like twisted and old, like Methuselah, like very ancient and like naughty looking but like i imagine like branches big branches like arc out over the whole city that's kind of what i was thinking like it's very wide and umbrella-ish yeah and then i think that there's like a kind of a natural clearing around the tree Mm -hmm. and i don't think they've built up quite to the tree yeah Yeah. that makes sense and then or even i was thinking like a wall like a like a ramshackly kind of but very intense thrown up wall Ooh, around yeah. it like they're trying to protect it like this thing of like squeezing something in your hand and falling on your fingers yeah. yeah yeah and we were talking about there being like monks or priests or something that kind of live around the tree is that where like the wall is yeah like it's sort of like you know like how a church is built when they've got that wall around mm-hmm. like the cloister or whatever yeah I like that yeah. there's churches so, uh, so to speak to use yeah. it built into the wall like so they have mm-hmm. access to the tree mm-hmm. yeah right. so that's like a religious district is like right immediately around the base of the tree that well not immediately cool. but you know what i mean i like the like the, if the orientation of the city is like the entire city is built on a hill and mm-hmm. like the knowledge tree is like 
at the top of the hill in the middle. Mm-hmm. So even on the approach to the city, you can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then like coming down the hill is like the rest of the city essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what if it's like the roots of the tree are like all over the city? Oh, I see. Because oh, it's cool. like at the top of the hill. So like the roots are kind of going down all over That's and things cool. are built around yeah. and into that. I That's like that. Cool. I like that. Like it acts as like the framework for a lot of structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that pretty the sweet. infrastructure of this city is the root system. Mm-hmm. I also like that you'd think it would be the like the well-to-do most rich people are up against the wall, but it's more like the poorest of the people have clamored in as close as they can to the the wall around, like the slums are around the churches. Mm-hmm. Right, because if the, if the gardeners are essentially the priests, like then they would be giving out like, uh, what's it Alms. called? Alms, yeah. Mm-hmm. So people yeah. want to be close. Yeah. Right, and like that we were talking about the woodworkers, like a lot of buildings are coaxed growth yeah so maybe things are like grown up out of the roots like buildings that grow up out and then maybe in the branches too like hanging down i do like what you were saying or like a part of what you're saying about how they have clear-cutted areas and like maybe they've taken down like whereas they used to live up in the trees they've cut those things out and they've built them like maybe with rough masonry and they've built them up on the ground but use these old things so like the big houses are, are like Burls, burls, glass, concrete, stone, oh, right. yeah. moss. Like they've built them into these McMansions, but out of the chunks of the old trees. Yeah. Like people used to live in the branches of the tree, but over time, for whatever reason, the gardeners and the nobles were like, nobody's allowed to do that they anymore. They probably took it as a threat if like they didn't want anyone seeing. Yeah. Right. So the quote unquote clear cut is like that there are sparser branch structures. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's it. less spread out than it used to be and more like back towards the center of the tree. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you're approaching the city. What's the first thing you see like after taking in this giant sprawling old twisted pine tree? Yeah, there's people milling about and um, there are many markets out. There's mm-hmm. some smaller little like outdoor stands and mm-hmm. then there's market areas. But up the hill, like kind of the paths that are more i guess like sort of like a sidewalk mm-hmm. i like that they have pulley systems set up too for, you can like click click your totally. car in and then people are paid to like oh yeah like that that's so cool yeah pulley pulleyman i and i think like those parts are maybe a little newer too because it used to be like oh if you take a wandering path through the city it's kind of like a spiritual thing and like enjoying the shade of the knowledge tree oh yeah but now people are like i gotta get to work i gotta go straight up this hill and i need this thing to help me yeah in the very steep parts they've carved out steps yeah yeah it looks a little more worked than it used to like less Mm -hmm. natural Mm, some of the roots have been cut into steps too like oh "Oh, yeah god no what are they doing yeah totally uh so you emerge right into a you come into the city and you're in a market you see a guy who's got his arms out and he's got birds all over his arms and he's like gesturing to all his birds and a lady's like hmm i don't know looks pretty big (laughs) arms are just covered in shit (laughs) and and tuck he looks he's like that's not nearly enough birds (laughs) 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 can't make even a decent dinner with that (laughs) uh there's a guy standing next to what's like i guess like a big like deer and someone's like hmm how much milk she given like it's just classic farm merchant stuff is everyone an elf yes around you that is going to be a big problem for you guys some people are kind of looking yeah Yeah, people are like looking at this tiny little boy wrapped in yarn walking on the ground and then a gigantic man in a fancy suit did we put 
pointy ears on everyone? Yeah, I put elf. I did when I was with the page. I did put on like like elf ears because like we do stand out a lot in like an elven civilization. Yeah. Billy, did you do that? I didn't because I had a hood and I didn't think about <laughs> okay. it. Mm-hmm. I'm too short to be an elf anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they know right away. Tuck's ears are really long. <laughs> <laughs> it's drawing attention in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you're looking for like the like a place to set up or a person to talk to? Oh yeah, I'd like to discern reality to see if we can find the market runner. Yeah, let's do it. 2d6 plus uh, wisdom. Oh, nice. Good lord. 13. Okay. Three questions off discern realities. Who's really in control here? There he is. Uh, there's a guy with a <laughs> with a scroll made of bark who's like writing things down and talking to people. Seems like he's taking coins every once in a while. He's like a early thirties equivalent of elf age. He's got like a robe of uh, green fabric on and little glasses on his face and a goatee. Yep. He walks up and he goes, "All right, where's where are you setting up? You here to sell these mm, things? Yeah, how much for a stable? It's uh, five coins. Five per coins. day per plus day. expenses. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jeez, that's extortionate. That's a ridiculous rate. Five coins a day. <laughs> uh, what here is most val- is useful or valuable to me? Uh, you do see that there seems to be an older elf woman." In like the the same sort of uh, raiment that the guards were wearing on the way in, going around and looking at uh, livestock. Like, hmm. Oh, so she's buying. Mm. Looks like it for the military, or she's just buying and she's in the military. Uh. But either way, there's a military person here buying. What he does not what it appears to be. You see, just behind that military woman, in a cloak, the hood pulled down, <gasps> trying to be very sneaky. What? Looks up, Wendy. Oh, and she she makes eye contact with you. I look away. Oh. Tuck and Ving both clock her at the same time, and then we very obviously look in the other direction. Like, oh, what's that? What's in the sky? Oh, it's a oh, tree. So, oh shit! There's also oh, whole cities built around a big tree like that's that. It's a whole one big. Whoa! Oh, Wait, is this one big tree? Fuck! Tuck so says great. that to us. Fuck! Wait, An elf crazy. next to you jumps. <laughs> <laughs> and the bird in his hand starts flapping. Oh my god! Oh yeah, the guy with the arms of birds. Yeah. They're like, wah, wah. <laughs> they pick him up and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Guys, calm down. Calm down. That guy's been dragged away into the air. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the market runner's like, actually, this stall just became available. We'll take it. Yeah. This is perfect. We'll take it. Well, wouldn't you know it? A stall has just become available. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and you <laughs> set up your fucking your your stall. Yeah. Well, while you guys do that, can I go pickpocket? Yes, hundred sure, yes. percent. You can go. We pickpocket. do not have any coins. I don't think. Billy, how do you have any preferences on how the stall looks? <laughs> You're very particular sometimes, I know. Billy. <laughs> Today I'm... more so than others. I'm sorry. That's okay, Billy. You guys are saying your real names constantly. <laughs> Oh shit. We're dumb. Right. Sorry, I mean Terry. Terry. No. I didn't know what you meant. No, Chad and Larry. I am not feeling particular about our stall today, but I appreciate you checking in with me. Put her there, Mr. T. And then, yeah, we punch it in. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what it looks like when Billy has to fist right. bump those two. We stretch. stretch. <laughs> we downward dog. Yeah. 
And we're we're like, no problem, Larry. And then the market runner's like, Wait, why do you guys always pause so long before you say <laughs> each other's names? Also, did you say that he was going to go pickpocket? No, pick locking. He works for a clockmaker who needs him to unfix lock gears. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Well, I mean, the fee is six coins a day. You said five. Plus, I did, and you said pickpocketing. And he holds his hand out. Uh, how much money do you have? None. I don't have You don't any, have any money? There's no money oh, on here. Can I, uh, there's a big coin purse attached to this guy's uh, belt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Um, I would like to switcheroo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. I've got, I've got my trail mix. I've got a bag of trail mix oh, under my cloak. Nice. Nice. So I'm going to switcheroo. Okay. And I'm going to use a fairy child for that, I guess. Yeah. Yes, let us pay you right now. And as you basically as you pull it out of your pouch, uh-huh. whoop, it just swaps in your hand. Mm-hmm. And now you're holding a little pouch of yeah, coins. And I just like open it up so that he can't tell it's his bag. And I pull out <laughs> five coins. And I say, here you go, sir. I think I said six. You know what? Uh, an extra coin for your trouble. <laughs> ah, very good. Have enjoy your day at the market. All right. Thank you. My name's Chad. <laughs> I don't care. I'm Larry. Very well. They now pronounce his Chad and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks off through the market and starts fucking extorting other people. How many more coins are left in here? Uh, what's a normal amount of coins for somebody to carry? 50. 50-ish, There's yeah. 50? If he's like taking yeah. coins yeah. from people, like doing active business, and it's five coins a day, this, this market's probably like 20 or 30 stalls. That's true. So we've got 44 coins left. So now you guys are loaded, and... Uh, <laughs> In this illegal market. Sick. That was easy. That uh-huh. was too easy. Yeah. I need a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I go can I go pickpocket? Yes, Billy, you can go pickpocket for two hours max. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Be Good safe. Luck. Have fun. I will. If something goes wrong, come back and get us. Yep. You I know will. how to reach us. Ving flicks the ring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye, Clarence. Bye. Go steal something cool for me. Oh, I will. I'm going to pickpocket for snacks, mostly. Yes. <laughs> Screech. <laughs> Screech. Uh, and you you toddle off into the market. Anything or any one kind of person you're specifically looking for or just grabbing stuff you see? Just grabbing stuff. Right. Um, there is a pie cart. So you're going to go try and steal a pie? Mm-hmm. There's little hand pies. All right. Pick, it's a tricks of the trade. 2d6 plus dexterity. 10. Holy Ten. shit. Fuck, you yeah. do it, no problem. I wow. am able to grab a pie of every flavor. Yeah, and there's an old crooked elf at the pie cart. It says, hey, young man, you looking at pies? Um, You know what? Not really. They smell nice, but I uh, I uh, have... I, um, I can't have wheat or oh, bread. One of those. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But well, I always wish I could. We do have a gluten-free selection. Oh, do you? Yeah, and he points at a bucket of oats that his mount is eating out of. (laughs) That's not bad, actually. It's better than most other pie shops. Well, all right. So if you don't want any pies, then you should go. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That's all right. 
I'll is, tell people that your pies smell really good, though. And he leans forward. Will you actually? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I should have taken his pies. His okay. eyes got so big. <laughs> okay, okay. So what you got to, here's what you got to tell him. Come okay. around, come yeah, around yeah. here. You and work he, for me now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you need a job? You got one. My name is Harlan. Uh-huh. Short for Loth Harlanda. Okay. What's more? Loth Harlanda. Wow. So just tell him that my pies are good. Okay. Hothlarianders' pies are really good. They And I can tell you use fresh sage and rosemary. Tell him that for sure. Oh, you don't? Just tell him. Yeah, I could do that. Beautiful. All right. And uh, you know what? What? Well, take a little pie for yourself. No way. <laughs> I couldn't possibly. <laughs> Thank I, you. I insist. We're okay. in business now. Thank you. All right. Get on out of here, you little Fuck. scamp. Okay. So I take a pie and then I secretly leave him four coins. <laughs> Is that another fairy child move? <laughs> no, I just uh, I just leave it like on the... Um, it's his cart, and they're all kind of lined up on little shelves along his oh, cart. Cool. Oh, cool. So I just yeah. leave some coins there. I'm like... Yeah, you know, just don't check that spot until I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a fun butternut squash and lentil pie. Ooh. And I got a deer pie. Oh, oh nice. And root vegetable mash pie. Ooh. Ooh. What about a bat pie for Clarence? Oh, a bat pie. Oh. That, I grabbed two bat pies. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> and they're all uh, shaped like the things they're flavored as. Oh, cute. So like the squash is a little squash and mm. the bats are all like very delicately crimped mm-hmm. to look like the things that they taste like. Cool. And then uh, I'm going to run to another cart. Okay. And we will cut back yeah. to the tree glider sales booth. And uh, yeah, somebody walks up, a middle-aged elf man, shorter, little little paunchy, has a little mustache. So, got tree gliders for sale, huh? Yeah, Ving said. You look like you need one that could handle a little extra around the middle, huh? <laughs> Don't pats you his, know it. That's the fanny pack under his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my son, he's got really into the uh, the old uh, tree glider racing lately, and I'm trying to find some good stock to get him set up. Oh, good stock. Yep. Heck, we got the best stock. Look like it, boy. Yeah, these guys are the fastest tree gliders I've ever raised, honestly. And he goes up to Hank, and he starts, like, ruffling under his head. Um, And he's like, whoa, these boys look like they're almost military stock. Oh, yeah, man. pretty near. Hank, you could tell, like, starts, like, I'm gonna, growling. I'm going to bite the shit out of this guy. <laughs> Get away from me. Uh, so, how much for him? Uh, yeah, they're uh, 400 coins each. Four! <laughs> <laughs> These are primo racing gliders. You gotta be out of your tree blessed minds. Look, dude, it's gotta be value on my end or else no fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> we also only sell them wholesale, so you gotta buy the whole lot all at once. Otherwise, it's not worth it for me. <laughs> Abdul specific whatever Uh, he's like no you're out of your mind I can't I could do maybe maybe 200 we could do a lot of 20 400 each it's all that's all I can do man it's all I can do for you I like that this is like we're way overpricing so no one buys them yeah totally he he just he goes oh oh And then he walks away and then he stops and he turns around and goes, Whoa! and keeps walking through the market. 
(laughs) (laughs) You just hear this like affronted sound, like a beacon, like every five seconds. Like a foghorn in the night. (laughs) And he walks the fuck away. And are you? I assume you guys are waiting, trying to tempt the. We're waiting for Wendy to approach us. Mm. Yeah, and Wendy is. um, You only notice because you've seen her and you know what she. And she's probably trying not to hide from you. Yeah, but she's kind of doing this. Like she'll glide her cloak, blowing behind her, glide over to a booth and go, hmm, and then look back at you. (laughs) She's pretty graceful. And then she like spins and goes to another cart and looks at a knife and goes, hmm. And then Tuck Tuck leans into Ving and he's like, dude, I think she's like kind of trying to show off to you or or something or like do something. I don't know if she's trying to show off to you. No, definitely not me. I get the vibe that she super didn't like me. (laughs) (laughs) She goes over to another cart and picks up some sort of like tree fruit and looks at it and goes, hmm. And then she like walks past a guy and she's got as she like passes a guy. She walks past a guy. What are you fucking trying to do here? You You son of a bitch. She walks past someone in front of her and as she crosses by, as she comes out on the other side, she has a glass, like a drink, and she takes a sip and then the guy that she passed by raises an apple to his face and goes, what the fuck? (laughs) Whoa, Whoa. God, did you see that? Her tradecraft is like fucking crazy good. She's as good as Billy. And she glides over to you. Hello there. I see you are selling some fine tree glider stock. Yes, hi. My, my, <clears throat> I'm Jed. Ah, I'm okay. Jed. Sorry. <clears throat> One more time. I'm Jed. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, Chad. Hey, I'm Larry. Wonderful. Uh, and then the top of Larry's ears are brushing against the <laughs> little tent that they're the in. Stall you said. The up. stall that we're in. <laughs> keeps like pulling my head back <laughs> this is my elf friend larry charmed i'm sure and then i wiggle the ears at her <laughs> well unfortunately i am not in need of any tree gliders that's too bad it is what are you in need of oh i'm just passing through town i'm mostly here to take in the amenities at a local hotel ah Fink thinks he understands but doesn't <laughs> I see. I will be staying at the Double Tree. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was trying to come up with a fucking hotel name, and all I came up with was Double Tree. Ooh, by Wyndham Hotel. <laughs> I will be staying at the Double Tree Inn in the center of the trade district. And then Tuck is like, cool, yeah. Yeah, Ving, where should we stay? We don't know where we're going to stay. <laughs> we don't have any. I would say my favorite thing about the Double Tree Inn is that there is a delicious dinner available at 8.30 in uh, the evening. We are going to eat at the market. There's a lot of things here. <laughs> I saw Billy buy the pie cart. He's definitely eating a couple of those. Ah, wonderful. And she turns around and goes to Billy. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's, he's at a little science fair trade cart. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And it's mostly marketed towards children. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he's buying little sciencey kits. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little. What does that look like? One in a fantasy world. Two in an elf city. Okay. So they're little baskets that have been woven with like tree bark, mm-hmm. and inside it are like little vials of uh, vinegar and baking soda <laughs> and um, plant dyes uh-huh. for red food coloring. Nice. Um and 
like Arbutus paper mm-hmm. for paper mache, horse glue. Uh-huh. From <laughs> uh, horses. From horses. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just like fun stuff. Yeah. Powdered pigments. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there's a there's a young elf woman who has the vibe of like the people that work at the bug zoo. Yeah. Who's just like, yeah, that one's really fun. If you've never done like a baking soda and uh, vinegar volcano, it's quite exciting. No way. Yes. Does it explode pretty big? Oh, it explodes pretty big. Oh, oh they're going to love this. Make sure that your parents uh, supervise you when you do this. I don't really have parents. I've always, I've just always dreamed of having one of these, but maybe one day I'll fulfill that dream. She's crying instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I really shouldn't do this. My, my boss is going to be quite upset, but I think science should live in the heart of every child and not just those that can afford it. You know, before my grandpappy passed away, that's exactly what he said to me. <laughs> Grandpa, <laughs> please. And she takes one and she gives it to you and she closes your hands around it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. You, you must. I insist. Are you sure? Please. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and she stands up and the camera sees her wipe her eyes. <laughs> and Walk. Billy's like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I gotcha. Another m- emotional manipulation <laughs> check. Uh, is Billy a bad person? <laughs> he says of. this in his head. Yeah. Am I a bad person? So he stops. <laughs> and a woman is towering above you. <gasps> Hello I, there. I didn't steal this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't take it. I never would have dreamed of accusing you of such things. And she pulls her hood back. Oh, it's just you. Okay. And she puts her hood back okay. on. <laughs> so I was just telling two men who you might be acquainted with uh-huh. that I'll be staying at the Double Tree Inn. Okay. I mean, I don't know what this has to do with me, but we're th- whatever. We're thinking about getting dinner dinner at 8 30 p.m at the double tree inn in the trades district oh i'll be there what are you having have you looked at the menu yet <laughs> we'll just dis- we'll discuss it do you have a copy of the menu so i, I don't, can look at it if you if you go to the can you tell i can't read it i can't read the menu though can you tell me what's on the menu so that i can plan ahead we'll discuss it at the inn i didn't actually get a chance to look at the menu but it's important that you remember double tree inn 8 30 p.m yeah 8.30, dinner time. I'll see you there. Very well. And she stands up and takes a few steps into the market crowd and whoosh, you can't see her anymore. Um, I go back to the science lady. She's back. How much are these kits? It's on the house, young boy. No, how much are they? How, yeah. What does the price say? It says, <laughs> it says one coin. I give her a one coin. Oh, well, thank thank. My grandpappy didn't die. I just I told a lie. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. What? Nothing. It's just that, well, my grandpappy did die, and he did love science, and I didn't inherit anything. I have to work this job, and I don't get paid very much. <laughs> and I, just, I just don't know that I'm able to, to survive on these wages much longer. Things are so hard in Hartwood City. Wait, that's convenient. Who's that? That's my grandpappy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks fine and well. Yes, he's, he's never been healthier. He's a thousand and ten years old and he's never been better. He's in the prime of his life. Kill me. Somebody <laughs> kill me. Let's get the elf madness for sure. And that's why you shouldn't lie to people, little boy. Look, lady, I'm really sorry I lied. Well, just you remember this. You remember this lesson mm-hmm. that I have taught you. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, Scoot. Uh, and she takes a broom and she starts okay. chasing you away. I bought this fair and square. <laughs> she, I didn't do anything wrong. She, she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
and uh, we cut back to the booth. Fuck it. It's going to be really hard to figure out where we're going to stay tonight. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Billy comes running back in tears. <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, Billy. What, what happened? I, I did what you guys told me to do. I told the truth. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. I, I was having fun. That I was getting stuff from people for free. Uh-huh. Well, I was still giving the money. <laughs> Wait. Because <laughs> I had so much. And it's heavy. Uh-huh. But then I told the truth, and she she didn't like it, so I'm never going to tell the truth again. <laughs> Wait a second. That, there's no way that's the way the, the full interaction it went. It totally was. Are you leaving out any part of it? Yes. <laughs> that's a- and uh, you hear behind you, oh, well, these ones are beautiful. Just a beautiful, beautiful specimen. And you look, and there's the older elf woman in the military garb. Oh yeah, um, and Tuck goes over to her and he's like, uh, "Yeah, these ones are—they're—they uh, were raised to be military stock. I can tell that they are military stock. Mm-hmm. In fact, they are exceptionally well-bred military stock, and they seem to be currently wearing armor made from the woods in the style of the elven armor. You see, they—their <coughs> <coughs> father was a major, and their mother was a major." As well, they are double majors. <laughs> um, it's in their genes to fly with armor. Armor, according to their parents' stylings, passed down from generation to generation, sugar to sugar, forever and ever, on down the lines. And they're also... Uh, My name's Chad. <laughs> and I'm Larry. Uh, and the, they've also been partially trained by our, uh, our little breeder here. Why, yes, I am the head trainer um, of this cohort. Mm-hmm. Um, watch this. And I go to Clarence and I hold out a pie. And I say, sit, boy. And he sits because you're del- directly communicating with him. Uh, roll over. Rolls over. Good boy. <laughs> Give Thank him the you. Pie. <laughs> he eats the pie. See? <laughs> and the, when Clarence does all those moves, the rest of the formation like does them in sync. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And I give them the rest of the pies. Yeah. They all gobble them up. Just incredible. How much for all of them? 24,000 coins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my word, that is a preposterous number. You see this look on my face? Do you see preposterity upon my face? Chad's face? My Chad's face? Let me look something up real quick. And she turns to an attendant who has a bunch of sheets with stuff on it. And we have about 20 of these guys, right? Oh, no. no. I we have like five. Yeah. We have about five of these guys, right? I like yeah. that <laughs> says 20. Oh, my yeah. God. I think I maybe was being concussed every two seconds on the way here. <laughs> it was like your vision was doubling. Quintupling. <laughs> it's like, wow, there's way fewer of them than I remember. <laughs> oh, the imps must have got him. Oh. <laughs> He's holding a funeral for the lost fighters <laughs> that didn't die. Yeah. And uh, she turns back from the attendant and says, I couldn't possibly pay more than 1,500 coins. You got yourself a deal. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Larry. Uh, And then after that, Tuck leans into Ving. He like pulls him in close and he's like, it's 1,500 more or less than (laughs) 24,000. It's significantly less. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) By quite a song, really. (laughs) Uh, very well, have them delivered to the tree god detachment near the trunk district. Okay. Gives you a little sheet. Turn this in for your payment. Job well done. I think we 
require a little upfront. If we're going to deliver them, it's going to cost us to bring them across town. Five gold coins each should do the trick. Plus expense. Plus expense. <laughs> do you have dental? Somebody roll something to get a little upfront. What are you rolling? Parlay. We'll deliver five pristine, amazing sugar gliders later for a little something right now. Okay. We've had a lot of people offer us money. Seven. Okay. Uh, she says, mm. All right, very well. And she holds her hand out to the attendant behind her who plops uh, a bag of coins in her hand and tosses you 30 coins and uh, says, but, you know, I've taken quite a shine to this one here. And she sort of strokes uh, Clarence's head, says, I think I'll take him now. And uh, Tuck leans into Clarence and he's like, all right, buddy, she's going to take you right now. You got to be brave, but everyone else will link up with you in a bit. What? I have to go by myself? It's okay. I know it's very scary, but, but don't worry. We're all here and what? we're not going to leave without you. What? And he's kind of like shaking. Mm, is there anything I can do to calm him? Uh, I mean, you could probably use some fairy child stuff to relax I him. Could. I have a druid pipe weed, which is not marijuana. <laughs> is it not? No. I, I give him a hug. Okay. Can I roll plus charisma to give him a hug to make him feel brave? Yeah, totally. 2d6 plus charisma for Defy yeah. Danger. 10. <laughs> of course. Uh, and the... Use my big brave boy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guard captain sees you hug the tree glider and goes, hm, quite unusual. It's how they know that they're transferring owners. <laughs> and yes. he's like, he's believed his own lie. <laughs> and he's, he's crying. It's like... <laughs> It's the only way it'll go. I'm so sorry. He has a bad allergy to our tree gliders. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is how we trained them was with love and kindness. Which is why we're all crying <laughs> now that this one is leaving. Yes. It's good that you've given it a good base of emotional response to its ownership because from here on out, he's a military man. I whisper to Clarence, don't listen to her. Okay. Just I'll be a try. good boy. You're a wild one. 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 one. And she reaches back and the attendant hands her a large collar mm -hmm. that she clanks around Clarence's neck. Oh, I want to <laughs> punch her in the face. With a rope attached to it and she begins leading him through the market. We'll get, we'll free all of them, Billy. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I will give my life for Clarence. <laughs> Clarence is giving his life for us, too. He's doing his part. So should we deliver the rest of these guys and then go to the... Where should we stay today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot to tell you. We're going to need somewhere to eat, too. Yeah. Well, actually, funny you should say that. When I, saw, I ran into Wendy. Oh, we did, too. Yeah, we saw she, Wendy. Yeah, she invited us to dinner at 8.30 tonight. She did? Yeah. Oh, what? she was inviting us to dinner. <laughs> oh, I thought she was saying she was going to yeah, dinner. Yeah, I was like, that was rude. She didn't even invite us. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so rude. Oh my God, she probably, it was probably code. It was probably secret code, ranger oh, code to say that we should stay at the ranger. She was being kind of weird about it and she wouldn't tell me what she was having, what the menu looked like. That's weird. That weird. That is weird. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a plan for the evening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we drop the rest of the tree gliders off at the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. So you walk them through town and uh, you get a better look at sort of the immensity of Heartwood because we've talked about how like elves, their population is kind of stable at not as many as you would think. Yeah. Uh, but Heartwood is still the densest populated place in the, in the city. So after being in the forest for so long and in the north for so long, you're like, wow, there's so many people here. <laughs> Ving to you, you can tell that there's like 
been a bit of a shift in the culture. Everything feels, for lack of a better word, more like human in a way Mm. where that camaraderie, that unity, the symbiosis that existed in the forest when you were younger just doesn't feel like it's quite as strong as it used to be. Yeah. These markets were never this big or busy. Yeah. There's like people on the streets, like sitting against buildings, just looking dejected and people obviously as wealthy as can be walking right past them. And there's like a prickliness to like a lot of the interactions. Yeah. It's less like, oh yeah, I'm happy to provide this for you as you provide this for me and more like fucking pay me. Here's your shit. I need mine. I need mine. Yeah. Tuck is even noticing like McCall is like a very like people dicker and stuff, but there's like a friendliness to it. Mm -hmm. It's an understanding. Yeah. Where it's sort of like New York where it's like, hey, we're all assholes, but like (laughs) we're all New Yorkers. Isn't it kind of fun that we all suck a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a waspy kind of prickliness where it's like there's no friendliness or camaraderie to it. Mm -hmm. People are afraid. Yeah. That's what get into. Yeah. And the, uh, the sun has begun to set on this day becoming evening and the one thing that you're so glad still exists is as the sun sets um there's a very light like call in the air as these like insects or something start kind of calling to the sunset and all of these glimmering lights start to shine in the branches of the heart tree so pretty lighting the city Mm. for all fireflies fireflies or maybe like there's like sap in the tree that is reflecting light alongside these insects we're spelling lore yeah i want to spell lore <laughs> all right yeah let's and do it these old bugs that's cool nice plus wisdom i got eight eight so interesting but not useful uh these are called lamp flies maybe i don't know lamp some lamp something lamp lighters lamp lighter yeah so these are called lamp lighters they're an insect that is almost only found in this part of the forest and there are stories about like this is why elves settled around the tree in the first place was on top of it being a knowledge tree the light that the lamplighters provided uh felt like a location of safety in this dangerous part of the woods hmm. zoologists think that they're like related to the bookworms mm. oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah <clears throat> like the are they like sentient like bookworms or I, something? Probably yeah. a little bit because they were living in the they're living so close to the knowledge tree for so long, right? Mm-hmm. What if they're light because they like to read at night? Oh, that's oh, great. So they, oh, they light themselves up so they can read the bark of the knowledge oh, trees. Yeah. That's really oh. cute. And maybe like they kind of bred the worms for the library from these guys because they oh, have yeah. like a natural skill set that's <clears throat> that they need. Yeah. Or maybe over a longer life cycle, the worm is a life stage of these guys. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's like a pupate stage or whatever. Yeah. Mm. A worm stage. Or it's like they never reach the lamplighter stage because they're underground and in the library and stuff. Oh, yeah. They're so far away from the tree of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. We talked about in the almanac entry that we did for bookworms uh, that as far as anyone, actually no one in the library knows where bookworms came from. Oh. Just that they exist in the library and only in the library. Yeah. But that makes sense that maybe like a wizard bred them from... Yeah. lamplighters mm-hmm. a long long time ago or like they came in on a shipment of like scrolls that came oh yeah. Yeah. i was thinking that too like spiders yeah. in arachnophobia yes. like they live in in the papers anyway. yeah so there was maybe eggs in the papers yeah. yeah and they then they like naturally developed in the in the library they yeah. naturalized to the library environment yeah they naturally had the ability to read so then the librarians were like oh shit we can use these for categorization mm-hmm. what i mean i fir- i think the first thing they probably said is oh shit these bugs are reading <laughs> 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 they were like oh we could use this yeah uh yeah cool so the, the 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 whole city is lit with 
with this like warm glow. But it is less. It is lessened than before. Like yeah. it is dim and mm-hmm. people clear the streets more at night. Yeah. Because the it, with the dimming of the lamplighters, there's like more shadows, more gloom than there was in ages past. But uh, you take your tree gliders. To- okay. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. It would be cute if like people in the city called the time in the evening that they're creating light as lamplight hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a twilight kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, meet me up after lamplight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. And you better uh, be in bed by lamplight. <laughs> or the lamp man's going to get you. Yeah, lamp man. Um, so yeah, you take the tree gliders through town lit by this light from the lamplighters and get a good look at the sort of militia or the tree guard like detachment in, oh, yeah. in uh, Hartwood, which looks like it's been expanded on. Like the original building is part of the like grown up through the roots, original construction of Hartwood. But then it looks like there have been buildings, the ones that were like taken down from the branches attached to it to expand for more guards in the city. Mm-hmm. You go, there's a guy outside waiting for the tree gliders. Just give him the writ. Yep. He hands you a bunch of money and takes the tree gliders. Mm-mm. Hell yeah. I, I hugged them all. Uh-huh. Go through each hugging, saluting. Mm-hmm. Sir, don't worry, sir. We will do you proud. Okay. And and don't worry. We will come for you. We await your signal. Try and infiltrate the rest of the tree gliders. Yeah. A- already done, sir. Already done? Wow. He takes a bite out of the stick that he's been carrying in his <laughs> okay. mouth. Right. He's a detective right. <laughs> The rod at the heart. Of the guard here will lead me to the festering wound of corruption in this city. That's deep. So cool. And I will be the scalpel that cuts it out of the body. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, and you get. 1,500 coins. 1,530. Wait, hold on. Not 1,530. The 30 was from the 1,500. Oh. What? Yeah, you said she up front, not extra. No, you said up front. No deal. <laughs> <laughs> we ripped up the red. <laughs> yeah, so you get 1,470 coins additional. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess head off to the double tree. Yeah. And the double tree is, of course, an inn built in between two trees. Nice. That yeah. were uh, grown from the roots and so lush that they have their own branches and leaves. Yeah. It's a beautiful, flowing, elven construction in between these two trees. In the old style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is one of the older buildings in the city. There's a little natural, like, uh, spring in front of it. Yeah. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah. Burbling up. Yeah. And inside, a very nice lobby. Just like nice wooden... This is the nicest hotel I've ever seen. Yeah. We'll take this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. And the attendant behind the counter goes, ah, sir, very funny, but we have a number of beautiful accommodations that would more than suit you and your party. All right. Well, yeah, we'd like to check in, and uh, we also have a dinner with a friend of ours mm-hmm. at 8.30. I believe we have reservations. All right. What's your name? Chad. Chad. <laughs> Chad, Chad, no. and just Chad? Also Chad, yes. <laughs> Too late, I can't fix We it. are the three Chads. Yeah, Tuck has forgotten his name, <laughs> so he's just like, also Chad, my good man. And he goes to like nod at the guy, and his ears brush the guy in the face <laughs> when he nods. <laughs> he blows them out of the way and looks at his reservation sheet. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, I have a Larry, Terry, and Chad, but... 
Three oh, Chads. She, I she don't. must have used our our our, our maiden our maiden names. <laughs> our maiden names. When we married, we all took the first name Chad. <laughs> well, these are actually my two fathers, <laughs> um, and they named. I'm named after them. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. We had a whole. There was a more of a naming ceremony than it was a wedding ceremony. Yeah. Yes, I understand. To join us in union, Chads. I understand. All elves. I understand. <laughs> All of us are elves. I understand. Uh. Very good, sirs. Well, uh, we've got your. Um, it says here it's a double. Are you just? Is, are two of you share? Are you? I assume you're just sharing a bed. Then uh, yep. we've got our dinner lounge off to this side. So uh, please feel free to. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. There's just the matter of your deposit. And then Tuck oh. puts a bag of fifteen hundred no, 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 no. coins on. The- <laughs> Very good, sir. <laughs> and he reaches in and takes a few coins. How many? Out of how many you got there? This is uh, well, how much? How much? <laughs> I like that. Anytime Tuck does something with <laughs> our money, Billy's like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> like he's just thinking about all the like uh, the ragamuffin laws, where it's like you never show your money, yeah, you never yeah. put all your cards on the table. <laughs> and then also interspersed between those memories are memories of Tuck just wasting hundreds of coins. Yeah, uh-huh. and then in his mind, all of these like eggs benedict breakfasts that he could have bought with that money like dance away from his mind <laughs> little tuxedo yeah. eggs benedict yeah and the attendant only takes out like four coins sweet yeah all right sir uh enjoy your stay at the double tree inn thank you my name is chad and i'll be here if you need anything is it actually chad yeah it's Leth chad riander enjoy dinner and he waves you off to uh <laughs> Which is what is basically like a hotel bar. We go to the hotel bar. Yeah. Oh, so fancy. There's yeah. a there's a elf woman standing behind the bar wiping glasses. There's somebody playing a piano. And there's another elf lying on the piano. Yeah, oh, singing yeah. a song. Mm-hmm. Well, pl- laying on the elf equivalent of a piano, which, which is, is a harp. A harp. <laughs> like laying on the top, on the top of the harp. <laughs> yeah. It's like a yeah, it's like a wideish kind of harp uh-huh. that squiggles around. That's yeah. the fattest harp I've ever seen. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's an elf laying on top singing, and it's just like only you, <laughs> just doing like a little crooning. Yeah. And you see across the room. In the cloak, still hood down now. Wendy sitting at a table. Wendy, <laughs> <laughs> we came. <laughs> she closes her eyes. You were be- being secretive. <laughs> she waves you over we really aggressively. Over and bumping into a lot of tables Sorry, and chairs. Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. That looks good. What screw, are you having? Screw, I'll screw. have what he's having. I know you didn't say I could bring them, but like I, um, I hope it's okay that I did. And you sit down at the table, and she leans forward a little bit and speaks Ving in this way that you remember your dad speaking when you were younger. This like special ranger speaking technique, where it's modulated so that it's just loud enough for you to hear, but basically outside of this thing, it's almost impossible to listen to. Do you want to die? Oh, he gets shivers. <laughs> oh my god, sorry, I haven't heard that. that. Do you have a death wish? No, no. Then, specifically. Then be discreet. Discreet. Yes, discreet. You came here on a mission. Yes. And we, we have tried to explain to you the danger that lies at the heart of this forest. And guess where we are now? In the heart of the forest. The heart of the forest. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'll be more discreet. Put on sunglasses. <laughs> You're inside at night. That is not discreet. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I have to say, I've heard many stories about you, Laranka Vinka, mm-hmm. and those that you travel with. 
And I cannot believe that the three of you are responsible for the things that you're responsible for and have achieved the things that you have achieved. Well, then maybe you should trust in our methods. This is how we are. This is who we are. We're going to get it done. She huffs out a sigh. I suppose that's fair. I'm sorry. I do feel a little stupid about the restaurant thing. You were being pretty upfront and clear about that. I thought so. That's like day one subterfuge. (laughs) Anyways, you've made it into the city, disguised discreetly for the most part. And now the only thing that remains is to infiltrate the cloister, get to the heart of the tree, and cure the corruption within. Uh, there's like one matter that I'm curious about. Uh, did you bring our weapons? We, we kind of like need those. And she cuts off a piece of the like meat that she's eating and very delicately raises it to her mouth. I did. Nice! And then Tuck, uh, he does a very similar thing where he cuts off a piece of the meat that she's eating. <laughs> <laughs> and then he very delicately raises it to his mouth, but he takes the lion's share of the meat wow. and leaves a <laughs> tiny piece there. And then he's like, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and she reaches for it and she cuts the last piece in half, kind of spreads them apart on the plate and pushes the plate towards Ving and Billy. Ving keeps eyes with Wendy and pushes his piece of meat towards Billy's piece of meat. We are about to enter a dangerous game, Laranga Vinga. (laughs) (laughs) You would do well to listen to your compatriots here and enter into the ancient pact. Sharing of meat, as you know, on the eve of battle is an important bond. I take a little piece of meat that Billy's been chewing out of his mouth. Okay. Is that okay? Oh I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't realize it was a symbolic thing. I Me mean, neither, Billy. Can I, is it okay? I'll just have yeah, this. Of course. I taste blueberry pie. <laughs> <laughs> then we are united in our goals. Now, I suppose that's all, all that's left is to rest, and what is your plan? Do you a plan to infiltrate the cloister socially? Shh, shh, shh. I haven't had my appetizer yet. Ah, very well. And she raises her hand and waves over a waiter. And it's uh, it's Chad again. Oh, what can I do for you here? Hi, my name is Chad. I'll be serving you tonight. And he hands out some menus. Here we take them. Can I get you started with any drinks? What is your specialty? Uh, our specialty is, uh, it, we, we call it the lamplighter. And it is um, kind of a fermented, sweet, acidic soda derived from the sap of the lamplighter fly. Am I allowed that? Uh, is it is it alcoholic? Oh, only the mildest alcohol. Does it have any cream in it? No, no cream. It's actually sort of like, it's like a carbonated, it's kind of sweet and re- refreshing. Yeah, you can have that, Billy. Wait, yeah. do you set it on fire at all? No, 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 no. Yeah, you can have that. Yes. Okay, I'll have one. <laughs> Very good. One lamp lighter. I'll also have a lamp lighter. Yeah, that sounds one, good. Two lamp lighters. You know what? I'll have a, I'll have a lamp lighter too. That sounds great. Wonderful. Three lamp lighters. I'll have a lamp lighter as well. Four lamp lighters it is. Delightful. I'll get right back with those. And... Oh, okay, bye. Wait, no, what's... Oh, do you want to order some food now? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, okay. Can I have right. your roast beef and gravy, please? Yeah, absolutely. Can I, I have the whole roast beef? I can see what I can do. Yes! Okay. Ving puts the- two coins on his little platter. I'll see what I can do. And he swipes them off the thing into his pocket. And uh, Tuck's like, how many birds do you have back there? <laughs> I'll tell you this much, sir. Not enough. And then Tuck says, bring me all the birds. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good. And for you? I'm good. <laughs> Very good. I'll be right back. Then uh, Chad comes back with four glasses, sort of like a mojito glass, like mm. kind of taller and thinner with this soda in it. And it's kind of got a yellowish, orangish tinge to it. 
and he puts it on the table and as he like taps them on the table they start to glow from the bottom up cool as the lamplighter sap uh, illuminates whoa so cool uh we're quite proud of this one it's our signature beverage that's awesome and uh, a few moments later he comes back with an entire roast beef and gravy and probably eight to 12 chickens eight to 12 that's quite a spread yeah this is a great start <laughs> Ooh, my appetizer and as you're eating uh wendy's drinking her drink and uh asks so what is your plan to infiltrate the cloister through the gardeners to sneak in in the night full-on martial mm. assault yeah those are good plans pretty, i didn't think of any of those i mean sneaking through the night is pretty fun i mean we do have the um gliders in there so uh you know when we give them the signal they'll hopefully be able to break out do you have any rangers on the inside of the stables um not yet but one of our agents is working on it there are several rangers in the city as it stands and if if you'll give me uh, just a moment and she like reaches into this bag that she has she says so i have found one route in particular that i think will be quite and as she's like unrolling this thing mm-hmm. you hear from the other side Mummy, mummy, I want a lamplighter, mummy. <gasps> oh, fuck. Whatever you say, Finn Galliar. <laughs> Finn. And you look over and Billy's enemy, Finn, walks into the dinner lounge at the Double Tree Inn. <gasps> and that's where we're going to end it for this week. <laughs> oh, Game Master Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian of Dulazis. So long. Playing Ving, the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. He's seen your fruit basket. <laughs> Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Do you think he's going to recognize us? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, thank you to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find all of Aaron's original music at aaronreed.bandcamp.com and all the music produced for the show by Aaron and written by Abdul and myself at soundcloud.com. Uh, thank you to all of our supporters, without whomst we could not do this show. If you want to support the show and get access to bonus content like a whole new campaign set in the High Spear Mall, uh, games run by Abdul and myself at the higher levels and a whole bunch more. Check us out at patreon.com slash speltlore or speltlore.com slash money, please. And lastly, and most of all, thank you to you for listening. We'll see you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For time's abreast in revelry Though our journey may be like a conclusion, we will not leave you without a resolution. Return next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores. And for you, I'd gladly.